You're listening to the Freedom Bulletin. I'm your host, Erin, and this is today's news flash for ya. A mysterious illness is happening in India, causing hundreds of people to have seizures and lose consciousness. More than 340 people have been hospitalized and one person has died from this. A first person to receive the Pfizer vaccine in London, England, is 90-year-old Maggie Keenan. Elon Musk has decided to move out of California and into Texas. Musk has been harshly critical these last few months of California's lockdown policies. Goya Foods CEO named AOC Employee of the Month when she called for people to boycott their brand. They saw their sales skyrocket through the roof. Facebook is starting to police anti-black speech more aggressively than anti-white speech. Last I checked, racism was still racism regardless of who was saying it. This has been Flash News Report for you, brought to you by Aaron. In today's episode, we will be diving in to a woke mall Santa and feminism. A woke mall Santa has told a child he couldn't have a Nerf gun and suggested something like Legos, but also didn't say why the child couldn't have a Nerf gun because there's literally no reason as to why the child was told no. What good was this woke Santa trying to do if not indoctrinate the child into thinking guns are bad? I think it's important to teach children gun safety as well as it is to teach them make-believe from real life. People need to get over guns being the issue and start holding people accountable. Guns aren't the issue, people are. Guns aren't killing people, people are killing people. We don't blame cars for killing people, we blame the people or the person driving it. My pencil didn't fail my test. I did. I didn't prepare and study hard enough for it. Like where's the logical thinking in saying guns kill people and why is that the only inanimate object we are blaming for what people do? Also, are we really wanting to raise children to be pansies? I mean, we already have to a certain extent, but how much more are we going to blame things on objects for making their children a certain way than the parents who are supposedly raising them? What are we going to do when they turn 18 and they can be allowed to join the military and legally buy a rifle? Are we going to tell them no? Instead of getting rid of guns and trying to strip the Second Amendment from the law-abiding citizens... Why don't we mandate something like gun safety in order to get a gun? Well, here's why we don't want to do that. For starters, you have to sign up and give your name and possible a form of identification depending on the age that you take this. You're going to ask me, well, Erin, why is that so wrong? Like, we're preventing injuries and accidents. Well, yeah, we might be preventing injuries and accidents, but the NRA has already pushed for things like that that don't involve the government. When we involve the government in something like this, we are giving them a list of who possibly owns a gun at this point. Which, if they decide they don't want you to have your gun and they want to take your Second Amendment right away, guess who's knocking on your door? Big Gov. Secondly, it's not the law-abiding citizens committing the crimes with the gun. So why are we punishing them? If you fail a background check, you should immediately be flagged as to why you failed the background check and that the authorities should deal with you and you should, of course, not be able to get a gun. However, 
felons don't listen to the law. They will obtain the gun in every which way they can get the gun. Um, also, mentally unstable people are being able to get a hold of guns, whether it be from a family member or, as like I said, being obtained illegally. Sometimes they can pass a background check. Nothing might seem wrong with them, but in the end, they go cuckoo. Um, in today's America, people would rather blame things on other people or objects. But going back to the woke Santa, he ended up buying the little boy a Nerf gun after the video went viral of him making the little boy cry. Which honestly, he should have just listened. He's Santa. He doesn't get an opinion because he's not real. He doesn't pay taxes. He does not vote in any political race. He is just to sit there and smile and nod. And let the magic and children live for a little bit longer before they're hit with a cold, hard reality. Our next topic is feminism and is it or is it not an attack on men? All of this right after the break. Welcome back to the Freedom Bulletin. As I said right before we went on break, we would be diving into feminism. When I think of feminism, I think of the women's suffrage and when that was a time women weren't allowed to vote. At the end of that movement came the 19th Amendment. For those of you who do not know what the 19th Amendment says, it states, The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the U.S. or by any state on account of sex. That was a really positive thing to come out of the feminist movement during that time. Then we move on to second wave feminism, which brings up the ERA, which stands for the Equal Rights Act. Now, during this time, there were two well-known women. Betty Friedan was a second wave feminist and was all in favor of the ERA. Then we have Phyllis Schlafly. She was against second wave feminism and stood for everything that a woman would have done in the 50s. She was very much so a homemaker. Second wave feminism took place in the 1960s through the 1980s. And during this time is when Roe v. Wade came about. Second wave feminism focused on the issues of equality and discrimination. The slogan was the personal is political. This identified women's culture and political inequalities as instructively linked and encouraged women to understand how their personal lives reflected sexist power structures. Frieden hypothesizes that women are victims of false beliefs requiring them to find identity in their lives through their husbands and children. This causes women to lose their own identities in that of their family. Now, we have Schlafly, on the other hand, who disagreed with this and the ERA. Her points were, if men are capable of doing everything a man can do, then this opens them up to being drafted into wars and paying alimony and possibly not having custody of their kids in the event of a divorce, since she's now decided to open herself up to a fair game, that is. I will agree with Shafley because I personally don't think a woman can or should do everything a man can do. But moving forward, there's third and fourth wave feminism. A lot of people don't realize that there have been four movements of feminism currently still be currently we are still in the fourth one. 
A lot of people will say there, we are in the third wave feminism. You will hear, oh, third wave feminism, third wave feminism, but we're not. Fourth wave feminism started back in 2012. In a lot of ways, we technically are still in third wave feminism because fourth and third wave haven't really differed from each other. Fourth wave just happens to be more based on a woman's body and appearance while still bringing up a lot from second and third wave feminism. Fourth wave feminism is 100% a war on men. And before I move on, I do want to say that this is my personal opinion and moving forward, there will be more of my personal opinion moved on, going on with this. Women want to be in control of their bodies. I mean, honestly, who doesn't want to be in control of their body? But part of a woman being in control of their bodies is they think that means they have the right to abort, in other words, kill an innocent human being who has a whole new set of DNA regardless of how it was conceived. It is still a human being. And before anyone comes at me with rape and incest, you need to listen to last week's podcast because I dive in to a lot of myth busters. I will say, though, that rape is a horrible thing and I do not wish it upon anyone, nor incest for that matter, and I feel like that should go without saying. Um, but fourth wave feminism is vilifying men and very demeaning. Women say they should be able to have it all like men. However, not even men have it all. And where this comes from, I don't even know. Women either give up a family or they give up a career. And while that may be true depending upon what is picked, men face the exact same option as well. They either work crazy hours to make partner at a firm to provide an even better life for their family, or they just want something for themselves, which is okay. Then there are the stay-at-home dads slash part-time parent who helps pick up the kids, helps drop them off, might stay home from a sick day depending on whether or not the mom has a job. They are sacrificing. Are we saying that they're not sacrificing their career for their family? No matter what side you look at it, both parties are sacrificing something. The man's either working more hours, meaning less time with his family, or he's with his family more, meaning less at his job, meaning he's not making a lot of money. Then you have the woman who is either chosen the career, might have a family, so again, less time with her family so she can have the career, or she chooses her family and sacrifices the career. Fourth wave feminism also brings up, I mean, all of the feminisms from second to now, they bring up the pay gap, which is a myth. And you can say that it's not, but it is because if you have the same qualifications, there should be no excuse why you aren't making the same as the person next to you. But you have to ask yourself, why did that person get the pay raise? Why is that person making more money than me? Are they staying late? Are they, they don't have the same commitments that you might have? It is not purely based just because you are a woman. I'm sorry, but it's not. How much you work, how much work you put in, are you willing to sacrifice for whatever it is you want? In today's times, women have equal rights, if not more rights than men. Men these days are not allowed to be masculine or tough because for some weird reason, women have a problem with that. They feel inferior, which is so dumb. 
Both genders have their strengths and weaknesses. Feminism is toxic to a man when a woman thinks they can do it all. They remove the man from the equation and that is not good. Because then we get people like Harry Styles who think it's okay to take photos in a frilly dress. I mean, come on, that is not art. That is stupidity. And you're a man. You shouldn't, I, you know, whatever. We're tearing down strong men for being masculine and we're praising men who act like a girl. This just creates pansies. And pansies don't like personal accountability because they've been babied and they've been given everything. Now that, if you want to talk about privilege, that is privilege and it is sick and twisted. Pansies create lazy people because they can't do anything for themselves. Like, I don't know what more to say on this. You can come at me all you want, but I'm going to stand firm in my opinion and that is your opinion as well and I encourage you to open up the discussion with your family with your friends or even with myself you can always dm the freedom bulletin and I would love to sit down and have a conversation as long as you keep it respectful but that's on feminism so thank you for listening thank you for listening to the freedom bulletin Um, please subscribe and leave us a rating and a comment below. And if you have any questions or you want a topic discussed, DM us, email us, follow us on Instagram at the Freedom Bulletin. Um, And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Stay blessed.